welcome to the Wicked Good Momcast, a podcast for Boston moms by Boston moms. A space to hear stories from real moms, to celebrate the beauty of motherhood, and to normalize its challenges. Tune in while you fold laundry, commute to work or school, or get cozy after a long day in the trenches. Motherhood is hard, but it doesn't have to be lonely. You are a Wicked Good Mom. And now, here are your Wicked Good Momcast hosts, Megan and Shannon. Hello, Wicked Good Momcast listeners. Today on the show, Shannon and I are talking to our friend, Annie O'Malley. Annie owns Central Mass Mom, a sister site of Boston Moms in the City Mom Collective. We're chatting about why mom communities matter on today's show, as well as what Central Mass Mom and Boston Moms have to offer moms in our state. Tune in for local resources, upcoming events, and a really fun conversation between three friends. I met today's guest a few months ago at a City Mom Collective conference in Scottsdale, Arizona, and immediately connected with her kindness, her genuineness, and her sense of humor. Megan and Annie have worked together for a few years now, both running successful websites for local moms in Massachusetts. Annie, it is so great to have you on today's episode. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Annie, I am excited. I feel like this is something that is sort of meant to be um, in getting us together on a podcast. I feel so strongly that what we offer to moms in Massachusetts is really important, and it had not existed until we existed. So I want to take a few minutes today to shine a light on Central Mass Mom, and I would love it if you would start by telling us a little bit about the mission of Central Mass Mom. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So our mission is really to help moms feel supported through every stage of motherhood and every aspect of motherhood. Um, We, uh, the, the support that we provide can take a number of forms, um, whether it's providing a blog post that helps moms feel understood in any challenges that they're going through, um, or it could be attending an event and finding a friend to add to their mama tribe. Well, and I know that you have a career outside of Central Mass Mom. You have two young kids. You have a whole life and you're busy mom. So what made you decide to buy Central Mass Mom? So um, it was really, so I was involved with Central Mass Mom from its launching um, as a writer. And I really found a huge amount of value for me personally in the community that Central Mass Mom introduced me to as a writer. Mm -hmm. And um, so when uh, I learned that it was for sale, I was like, I have to make sure that this continues and that this this resource and this opportunity exists for other moms. Um, And I also really kind of saw a vision of what it could be um, if it was sort of um, allowed to grow and flourish with time um, in our community. And so um, I really felt like I was I was kind of called to to create that for Central Mass. I love that. I remember our very first phone call, and I <laughs> I think I was I was not. Um, I kind of feel like I was like the older sister, being like, "Okay, so are you going to do this? And if you're going to do this, what's the plan?" Because I firmly believe that this is a resource that Central Massachusetts needs, and it needs to grow. And there's all this opportunity here to serve these moms um, and local businesses, honestly, through. Uh, owning Central Mass Mom. So Annie, are you up for the challenge? And you were like, I am 100% up for this challenge, Megan. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I remember that conversation vividly. 
Um, so far, I mean, you've been doing this for a little while now. Um, what do you think has been the most rewarding part of owning this business? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, there are a lot and it's, it's tough because there are a lot of parts that I find really yeah. rewarding. <laughs> um, not the other, yeah, not the other yeah. way around. Um, I think the most rewarding part is really feeling like the work that we're doing through Central Mass Mom actually makes a difference in people's lives yeah. uh, in like a really tangible way. Um, and so, you know, I think one of the things that comes up a lot is I'll get a lot of messages on either email or in, you know, like Facebook um, private messages um, from moms who read articles and say, you know, this, this totally res- resonated with me. And I felt like I was alone in feeling this way. And I'm so glad that, you know, somebody wrote this because now I don't feel like I'm the only one and that I'm crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, and that I think is really gratifying, particularly for the, for the blog posts that I happen to write that people respond to that. But, um, but I think also, um, just providing the platform for other moms to write about their experience in motherhood. Um, and then the other piece is at our events, we get moms, after events that message me and say, thank you so much for hosting these things. I've been looking for, for ways to meet moms. Um, and this was so nice and it was, you know, it was a like non-stressful situation and it was, you know, a bunch of friendly moms and I had a great time. Um, and it's also really, really gratifying when moms come back for a second event or a third yeah. event. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that really speaks for itself in, in terms of whether or not they enjoyed themselves, whether or not they felt like it was worthwhile to come. So um, I think the, that all, feeling like I'm creating a community where moms feel um, heard and understood and, um, and are having fun, I think is all of that is really rewarding. Yeah, definitely. I want to interject here just for a minute. Um, one of the, like part of the mission of city mom collective is to provide a positive voice for motherhood. Um, and I think like, you know, that's something that I've built Boston moms around. And I know that you're doing the same thing where it's like, there's a lot of noise out there. Um, we'll talk a little bit about the myths and things with mom groups and communities and for us to be a positive force for that in our local communities to moms and to local businesses, I think is super powerful. I think you've done a really good job with that, um, with connecting with the moms who show up at one, two, three, four, five different events, um, and sort of see you as a, like a becoming a pillar in your community. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and you could take the compliment, Annie. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, I can relate to what you're saying um, about like Central Mass Mom serving you before you ever owned it, because that's how I am with Boston Moms. And I know Megan knows the story that mm-hmm. I started following Boston Moms before I even lived in the state. Like the minute I found out we were moving to Boston, I started following on Facebook and Instagram. Cause I wanted to see like, where can I plug in? What am I going to do with my kid? Like, you know, mm-hmm. where's my community? And then a year later came the call for writers and I submitted that really thinking that I wouldn't get it. And then like an hour later I had an offer, which I was like, oh, okay, this is great. <laughs> um, and then from there, like now I'm running the social media. And so I've, I've told Megan before, that I think I, I don't know, it's just very gratifying to be able to give back to this platform that has meant so much to me in my motherhood journey. And I know that you feel the same way. Like 
having Central Mass Mom and that resource. It's just, it is important. And I want to ask you, why do you think mom communities are so important? Um, so, I mean, I think, I think there's a reason that the saying, it takes a village exists. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, uh, I don't think that I'm alone in saying that motherhood and being a mom is the single hardest thing that I have ever done in my life. Um, and probably will be. Um, and I think simply because of that, it, it is so important to find people who you can lean on when you need support and people and also people you can celebrate with when things are exciting yeah. um, and, and who can genuinely relate to what you're going through. I think it's it's so valuable to have somebody who has kids either, you know, similar ages or or, you know, have gone through similar experiences um, to just talk through things about, you know, ask advice, um, complain about vent um, and, you know, all that stuff. I think, um, you know, when the, you know, when you need somebody to pick your kid up from soccer practice, you know, Mm -hmm. the the people that you call for those kinds of things, because you just can't be in six places at once. Um, You just can't do it all. And, um, and finding those people to lean on so that you can make it all happen and, and people who can lean on you too is, you know, it's all, um, it goes both ways. Yeah. And a lot of times that village is not built in. And I think that's probably the most important reason why mom communities are important to be able to know that you're not alone, whether you're just reading a blog post online or relating to somebody who's on Instagram stories or something like to know that I am not the only person who's feeling this way, um, makes, you know, motherhood, you know, you don't have to feel lonely. Um, and especially for the moms who aren't, who aren't super plugged in with their family or don't have a lot of built-in support, having a mom community that's sort of built for you or introduced, um, to other moms through mom community can be so powerful. Mm-hmm. Now, I do think there's a lot of times, um, I don't think Boston moms is like a group or I would, I would call it in some ways a community, um, but I think there's like a negative connotation a lot of times to, to groups like ours. And I'm wondering, Annie, what you think one common myth about mom groups or communities is. I think one thing that I hear a lot from moms within the central mass mom community is, um, around attending an event and being nervous that they're going to be the only person there that doesn't know anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, particularly with Central Mass Mom events, um, there you know there are certainly people who come with a friend or sign up with a friend or two, um, but there's also lots of people who come by themselves um, for the purpose of meeting other moms and hoping that they will not leave alone. Um, you know, have have made a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, you probably both go back to your own houses. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I think. Um, I think people assume that they are the only one who doesn't have a mom friend. Um, and I think it's, you know, it's, it's sort of like when, um, when a teacher in school, you know, says, if you, if you have a question, um, ask it because there's probably three other kids that are thinking it. Um, I think it's the same kind of thing. You know, you think you're the only one that doesn't have, a, you know, a mom group or a, a tribe or whatever you want to call it. Um, but I think, I think it's 
it's more common than not that moms are really looking for that and and trying to make those connections and and are struggling to find out how to do it. Um, and I think, you know, so, yeah. I love that answer because you're right. Like a lot of moms, I don't like to use generalization, so I'll say a lot of moms um, are nervous, like to, I don't know. It's it's hard to come into a group for the first time. It's hard to be the new person. It's it's very brave when you can step in and try to like be a part of a community. Um, but it's something that a lot of us are struggling with. And so I love that that's your answer about common mom group myths because that kind of just normalizes what a lot of us are feeling and going through. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Can you tell us about a time before you owned this business that engaging with another mom or a group of moms was encouraging in your own motherhood journey? Yeah. Um, I have like a dozen stories about this. I feel like, um, but one, I think that was sort of my pivotal mom group moment where I kind of realized that I, I was not going to survive motherhood without finding some, um, some moms to kind of lean on and, and go through motherhood with. Um, so I started attending a new mom group when, uh, my daughter was, I think three weeks old. Um, and the format of the group was that we all sat around in a circle and, um, just kind of talked about our highs and lows for the week. Mm -hmm. And it was very, um, free form. People could say whatever they wanted. They could say pass if I, you know, don't want to talk this week. Um, and for the first several weeks, I really just said, things are great. You know, everybody's alive and, you know, just trying to kind of laugh it off. Um, and I was really nervous to, um, say anything, um, that wasn't positive. You know, I was, I was nervous to say anything that was, I was struggling with Mm -hmm. and, um, and certainly other people shared struggles. And so it was sort of, I th- looking back now, it feels funny that I was nervous to to share things that I was struggling with um, because it wasn't like I would have been the only one. But um, but finally, at about six weeks, I got up my courage and I shared with the group that my milk had not come in and that I was really, really trying to make that happen. And um, I was emotionally struggling with the idea of potentially just giving up and just, you know, admitting to myself that we were going to be a formula household. And, um, and I was feeling really guilty about it. And I remember feeling really nervous sharing that with the group thinking, you know, people are going to think I'm a bad mom because I'm giving up. And, um, you know, people are going to have all kinds of ideas in their head of what that means about me. And, um, and instead it was a whole room full of people that were saying, you know, whatever is is right for you and your baby is is what needs to happen. And if it's causing you undue stress, then let it go and move on. And, you know, if your kid is growing, that's great. Um, and even more, there were moms in the room who had never talked about how they fed their baby, who who came up to me afterward or even said in that moment in the group, my kid's on formula because the same thing happened to me and I'm two months further along in the process than you or, um, something, but it, it made me, it it gave me people to talk to that had, had gone through what I was going through and really understood my point of view versus somebody who was on a different feeding journey. 
Um, and that was it, just knowing that somebody else understood what I was dealing with felt such a sense of relief and somebody that was like, it's not the end of the world, you know, mm-hmm. like That's lots of babies yeah. are formula fed and it's fine. And, you know, I, I just, um, that was really kind of the moment for me that I was like, okay, I'm all in. I need, I need a mom group forever. Cause I need people who I can talk to and, um, and just like bounce ideas off of and feel like I'm not the only one going through things. Yeah. I think being able to do that in a physical, like the physical presence of being in front of moms and finding that like, you know, you're actually not alone, that people that you were sitting with for weeks were doing the exact same thing, maybe two months ahead of you. Um, for me, I long before Boston moms, uh, long before Boston moms even existed, I stumbled upon Twin Cities mom. What well, was then Twin Cities mom's blog? <laughs> and I it was like in the early years of Instagram. And I was I was actually having my own feeding struggles with my son. And I was like scrolling Instagram before we all scrolled mindlessly for hours a day. Like that wasn't a, our norm. I was sitting in our big recliner scrolling and I found um TCMB at the time. And I was, I read an article. I honestly have no idea what it was about, but I actually still remember what the woman looked like because I then followed her on Instagram for a long time. And Beth Sestiak, who was the founder and is now one of my dearest friends. Um, and whatever I read made me feel in that minute, like I wasn't alone, like whatever it must've been about feeding or about postpartum depression or something. And I was like, I was nowhere near Minnesota. And I, like, I felt like I could hear this woman talking to me. And I was like, wow, here I am feeling like I'm on an island and all this because I don't have mom friends to talk to. I don't have a physical group to go to, but I found this random blog post just by like, you know, circumstance. And I felt in that minute, like I wasn't alone. And I I carried that with me through this entire journey. I always said like, okay, whatever this Twin Cities mom's blog is thing, I'm going to own one of these sister sites someday. I'm going to work for um, the parent company. That's something that I felt so called to do because in that minute I didn't feel alone. So I think the power of a community, whether it's in person or it's online is just like unbelievably important. Um, I want to know, Annie, what would you say to the mom who wants to build community support around her, whether it's through like one of our sister sites or out in a different way, but she feels anxious or nervous to try. I would say Find a way to talk yourself into it um, Mm -hmm. and get up your courage and go talk to a mom at a playground. Mm -hmm. Um, I think going back to that idea of, um, of common myths that you are not the only one looking for friends. And oftentimes um, I feel like anytime uh, I've like, I I think a park is such an easy place because you bring your kid and it's something to do. And if nobody else is there, then you're still having fun at the park. Um, but you know, you find moms in your local area and, you know, you chat about, oh, we've got kids the same age. Oh, you know, do you live in town? Whatever. And, um, and it's so it's, it can be like, so low stakes. Like you can chat for 10 minutes while you're at the park and never chat again. And that's okay. And, um, but I think in my experience, I think so more often than not, when I start a conversation like that, um, the other mom seems so eager to continue the conversation and, and they're excited that somebody chatted with them because again, so many moms are looking for 
connection and community. Um, and so I think just kind of reminding yourself that you're not the only one. Um, and, and I think also a lot of times like meeting mom friends is, is kind of like dating and yeah, like, hundred <laughs> percent. you, you know, you date a bunch of guys and you only marry one. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's okay for you to have a conversation with somebody, have coffee, you know, set up a play date and then, and then realize like, yeah, I don't have that much in common with this person or, you know, we're just at different points in our lives or whatever. Um, it doesn't make either of you a bad person. Um, but you know, I think, I think it, it can be really hard to have those like first interactions. Um, but also the more that you do it, you know, I think it, I think that skill is, is kind of like a muscle, like the more you do it, the more comfortable you get and the more, um, the easier it gets each time. I like to let my kids do the hard work for me. <laughs> so I'll be Ooh. like, I, I mean, I'm telling you, cause they're way more, they have no, you know, they're, they're not nervous. They're not like, they'll talk to anybody. And so I will often find, sometimes I look, I'll expy a mom that I like, I'm like, oh, she looks like somebody I could talk to really easily and I'll make the introduction. But a lot of times I'll sort of take my kids lead and I'll see who they're playing with. And then I use the kids either like maybe they're closer to the parent or whatever, or I'll like use the children and their interactions as my way to start talking to the parent it always works because it feels so much less awkward when you're like I don't know like my daughter's name is Caroline and I'm like oh Caroline what is your new friend's name and then she says what's your name and the little friend says their name and then I'm I say to the mom I'm Megan and it just becomes like a little bit more um a little less awkward but I totally agree it definitely is a muscle and it's something you have to continually exercise and for some people it's just not they're not going to be comfortable enough to do that at a playground or something but there are other ways to do it where like you know the events recently that you did like park hops i think you did splash pads you've done lots of mom's night outs like things that just bring moms together and sort of require this organic chatting uh it can feel awkward but it's you know probably better for a mom who's who's not super keen on walking up to a stranger at the park um i want to know what specific resources does central mass mom have uh to offer to local moms and to your team? Um, so one thing that I think, I think the, um, the most exciting resource I think is the events that we've started doing, mm-hmm. um, over about the last six months. So, um, kind of piggybacking on, you know, how to meet mom friends. Um, the events that we host are specifically tailored towards moms who might not have somebody to sign up with. Um, mm-hmm. and so, um, we pick venues that have an activity to do so that, um, if nothing else, you can chat about the activity that you're doing. Um, and that kind of gives you a talk, you know, it's rather than, you know, let's have 10 moms meet for dinner. And then you got to stare at each other and like, ask each other how your meal is. <laughs> yeah. um, or, you, or you can only talk to the one person next to you. Yes, ex- absolutely. Um, yeah. So our, I think the events are, um, have been really successful and are a lot of fun because they're kind of not your typical events. Um, our first event ever was at an ax throwing, uh, mm-hmm. parlor, which was a lot of fun. And, um, and it actually, at the event, we had a lot of moms, um, suggesting like, what's the next event going to be like, I you should that. do it at, um, people suggested, um, actually several events that were suggested at that first event then became events later on in the summer. We did, um, an event at smash it, which is a, a smash room in I Oxford. I feel like um, I need to do that. 
that was a totally off the wall, absolute blast. Um, and we did, we've done escape rooms. Um, we just did a hot yoga workout class, which was really cool. Um, but yeah, so there, so we really try to tailor the events to, um, to be things that people can come to on their own and, um, and not feel like they've got to, you know, find a friend to bring. Um, and then, um, and, and I think we're, we have a lot of events in the works for the the fall and the winter. So definitely um, check back on Central Mass Mom um, on our, our social medias and our website and um, and see what we have you know, as things get published. Well, yeah, um, and- I wanted to know for both Central Mass Mom and Boston Moms, what upcoming events do you guys have planned for either the end of this year or coming up next year? Or can you just give us like a clue, a preview? <laughs> You go first, Annie. Sure. Um, so in the so we just finished for um, the summer. We had a splash pad series, um, which was a ton of fun and um, was very well attended, which was awesome. That's my favorite part um, when lots of moms show up. Um, and so we are envisioning doing a sort of similar um, fall series that that may be um, indoor. Mm-hmm. As the weather sort of starts to get a little cooler, um, and yeah, that's that. I think that's all I'll say right now. <laughs> Keep it. It's the suspense is building. Um, for for Boston moms, we did something similar this summer. We did our Wicked Good Playdate series, and we'll do that again next summer. We might um, change that up a little bit actually to extend it to the spring and fall because uh, why not? For the holiday season, we are doing a Donuts with Santa event on the 3rd of December, which will be our very first, um, and we are marketing it as the premier Santa event in the area. So we are really excited to have some awesome sponsors and vendors there, um, and tickets will launch in early November. So if you are interested in that, uh, definitely keep an eye out. Uh, But before that, we've taken a little bit of a pause on events just to sort of get all of our ducks in a row. Um, but we'll be starting to plan for 2023 coming up here. So if you have our listeners, if you are a mom or a parent who would like to attend an event for Central Mass Moms or Boston Moms um, and you have ideas, we would obviously love to hear them. You can um, for sure you know, leave us a comment on social, email us. Um, we want to know about it because obviously serving moms is the, you know, the premier um, idea here. And we want to make sure we're doing that well. We will link to the Central Mass Mom website in our show notes on bostonmoms.com. You can subscribe to both websites' newsletters so that, you, so that you're sure not to miss any upcoming events, guides, or resources from either site. Annie, at the end of every show, we ask our guests the same question. What are you loving about raising a family in Massachusetts right now? I, I think I'm, I'm shocked that I'm about to say what I'm about to say. <laughs> um, but I think it's the seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a um I am an avid winter hater. Um but experiencing the seasons through the eyes of my toddler has been magical. Yeah. Um it's so fun to hear her talking about all the different things she's learning about fall and the other day she asked if she, if we could go sledding when it when it starts snowing. Um and that it's it's been so much fun to experience that through her eyes. 
I totally sure. agree with that. Yeah. There, there is definitely um, something magical about being able to relive it. I always think that snow makes everything harder. Um, but I'm learning, honestly, just in the last couple of years, I've been a parent for almost 10 years. And in the last maybe three or four, I've learned to embrace snow days as a reason to slow down um, instead of feeling like super mad that they're here. <laughs> so yeah. I totally get that. And I love that. Um, it is definitely one of the best things about raising a family in Massachusetts. Annie, thank you so much for coming on today's show and chatting with us. And thank you listeners for tuning in. Follow us on Instagram for show recaps and news about upcoming shows. We are at Wicked Good Momcast. Please subscribe and tell your friends. Word of mouth is a huge way to let other moms know that this is a podcast they need to be listening to. Until next time, you are a Wicked Good Mom. Mm -hmm.